When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bleak, bleak world, Eli Braden's song is a guiding light that makes you believe again and maybe have hope. Yeah. That's how I feel. Thank you for that wonderful theme song. It's amazing. Eli Braden, thank you for that. Um, Danny, how are you? You look amazing. Oh, thanks. I, uh, I just got back from Georgia where I had a fiddling contest with the devil. Oh, <laughs> um, did you lay that golden fiddle down? I know? was victorious. Uh, mm-hmm. Just a side note before we get into our guest, I always felt that the devil's solo was better than Charlie Daniels' solo. I'll be honest, I always thought the same thing too. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was, I didn't think he conceived that well. Also, yeah. his politics are fucked. And yeah, he's, he's dead, so it's fine. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah to the devil and Charlie Daniels. So, so Jenny, Danny. I think the first time we've had a guest on that I really just, I, 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 I've heard, I, I knew who you were, but it wasn't where you were. I did a, I did a, dive on you holy shit very impressive introduce her as you would introduce her to me basically is what i'm saying oh well i mean hot piece of ass first Clearly. you know i usually make sure to lead with that but been on last comic stand she's raised 30 million dollars for charity you know how like you and i are pieces of shit danny yeah yeah she no, no. i am um, i reached for a dollar for the squeegee guy at the exit <laughs> of the marina freeway i didn't have it but yeah. uh, I made. But you yeah. did that, like pretend. Yeah. yeah. No, this is a person who's selfless. She's caring. I never met. Yeah. She hosts all the human rights campaign galas. Like oh. you and I don't even. We don't even get invited to that shit. No, we're what they're we're what they're campaigning against. Right. <laughs> we're, but everyone, it's Dana Goldberg. Everybody, Ooh. please hey. give it up. Give it up. Oh, Danny JJ. It's good to see you. And I've been wanting to be on the podcast for a long time. So now I, I'm here, and I. I love that you, Jenny, for those of you that don't know this, there's a lesbian guitar neck to the left of you that I can see in the shot. And I'm glad you have it. It makes me feel at home. It's my name on it. That's beautiful. Oh, yeah. My country singer friend and former doing it podcast guest, Rich O'Toole, had that made for me. Very as a Christmas nice. gift. Yes. My goodness. Nice. Well, hello. And I can play like three things and then that's it. Welcome to the podcast. And uh, Danny, honestly, first time a man has deep dived into me. So I appreciate it. I feel yeah, like I, know. I, I had my best and my first and there's nowhere to go but down from no, here. No, I mean, honestly, you know, I mean, I've sent many a woman the other way. Well, um, for sure. But uh, um, and I don't blame them at all. Um, and if you notice behind Danny, he has a lesbian um, 
Yeah. I, have a big, I have a big old base. You yeah. do. I I would have a negative four by room raider. It looks like I'm in a prison cell. So well, this, it's, it, I don't know what this is. It's just like, you know, it's very minimalist. It's very like. It is. But I have other, like I've got, it's just the way I'm sitting. I do have paintings. Like there's a, go, look at her. Look at, look oh at her. Oh my God. Amazing. Yeah. That's so. Erica Badu. That's is, this is it though. This is all you get today. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into your soul, if not your house. Yeah, absolutely. That's the deeper place anyway. <laughs> okay, so to start off, so Dana and I are buddies and everything. And because of what has been going on in the world, I thought Dana would be the perfect guest yeah. to have on. Because there's so much shitty stuff happening. Oh my God. And I know you have an opinion, strong opinions on this. Oh, I agree. I. And we should just get into how Obi-Wan Kenobi was such a letdown. I, I mean, That's it was are, so I mean, many sequels. Like, do we need that many sequels? It was, There's, uh, it was just, it just didn't build. It was like, what a miss. Yeah. And, oh, and then there's that other stuff that's going on with the country too. Roe v. Wade shit, whatever. Yeah, yeah, but let's yeah. get back to, yeah. Yeah. Not, no, not, we don't want to talk so about OBGYNs. We want to talk about OBGYNs. <laughs> there's a big difference. Holy shit. I, that's a, that's fantastic. How did I miss that? Damn it. <laughs> He's fast. No wonder you're always singing her praises. Yeah. Yes. But Dana, so like, how did you get into working with human rights campaign? Like, let's dive into that. Yeah. That's a fair question. So the money that I raised, people are like, she's a comedian. What's this about? I have a really weird gift of live auctioneering and money raising. And so I had been headlining a bunch of comedy events for the human rights campaign around the country with Alec Mappa and Jim David and all these incredible comics. And they had a live auctioneer, uh, live auctioneer fall out of one of their galas in San Francisco. And I got a call the night before and said, have you ever done a live auction before? And I was like, no. They said, do you want to find out if you can? I was like, what could possibly go wrong? And, what, wait, um, what year was this? 2009. Wait, okay. is that right? Yeah, 2009. It's been 14 years that I've been working with them. Oh, 13 wow. years. Sorry, physical education major. Math is not my strong suit. Yeah. yeah. Um, that incredible. was it. We don't... Yeah, I had a, it, I, got, I got lucky. I was really good at it. And, um, and you got I started... Point? I started doing a lot of different galas and then other organizations like the Trevor Project and GLAAD and even straight, you know, mainstream organizations because they need money too. Um, they started seeing me and I have a really um, strong gift of walking a fine line with some very tough subjects where I can bring in some comedy and levity and that's what we do. And then people are happy and they open their wallets and give me all their money and I give it back to charity. God, it's, it's, I mean, your timing could not have been more fortuitous. I mean, I mean, because again, you were, you were into like, saving the country before it was cool was to cool. save the country or, or yeah. as necessary before uh, democracy was dying in front of us but you were doing stand-up before this i was yeah when did you start doing stand-up to yeah how'd you get into it well my first stand-up set was in high school i was 17 years old and i auditioned for my high school talent show and um i won i won it was a 10-minute set i won the talent show and years later we found that tape and we digitized it because I wanted to put it on my DVD and I'm wearing a pair of jeans, a button down and a tie with polar bears. I look just like Paula Poundstone. I was telling jokes about my ex-boyfriends and why it wasn't working out so well. Wow. Your yeah. first season of Ellen. I basically. <laughs> Did you have the then, brick wall behind you and everything? Oh yeah. Like, oh, are you kidding? I had watched yeah. so many old tapes like, and I didn't realize I was learning when they introduced me and I got on stage. I was like, Give it up for the MC. I was 17. Who says yeah. that? <laughs> At the beginning right. of a talent show, give it up for the MC. Um, and then I didn't touch a stage for about eight years. And um, 
I went and auditioned for a show that was coming through Albuquerque where I'm from and was called Funny Lesbians for a Change, but it raised <laughs> higher education scholarships for women in the community. And they gave me a seven minute set in front of 650 people in a sold out theater. That's amazing. Yeah. And how and did that, you do? I, Jay, I don't know if you guys remember, I, and if you remember the first time you performed for yeah. different people, I hit my first big joke and I heard the most deafening laughter I'd ever heard. And I felt like I could fly. It was yeah. the, I don't do drugs, but I imagine that's the high people try and get again and again. And it's also why we put ourselves through this bullshit <laughs> every weekend to get that high again and again. But it yeah. was, that's what it started. And I was like, okay, this is where I belong. Let's see what I can do with it. That's, that's, a, that's absolutely amazing. And I want just going back to like at high school, when did you decide to be gay? No, I mean, well, I chose, no, absolutely. It's a fine. What, when were you, were you pressured were you, in? Were you like, did, were, did when was you, I groomed? Is what you're asking. Yeah, who, yeah what, <laughs> what made you gay? Um, uh, did you? <laughs> that would I, be Nancy McKeon. <laughs> by the way, this makes me think of, I was I, I, at the Emmys once when Jane Lynch was hosting, and yeah. she had, she's like, many people ask me um, how I knew I was gay. Ladies and gentlemen, the cast of Entourage. <laughs> That's how she brought them out. And it was like, it was like, it was, it was without a doubt, one of the greatest, like the place just, and of course, <laughs> blew up. Blew up. Yeah. And of course the entourage people reacted in exactly the way you would think, uh, douchey. But uh, um, <laughs> a lot of that cast is every reason why I'm actually a lesbian. Yeah. They were well, like, fucking bitch. God, grow go through, up. Did you go through like a period of like, you know, really like being in, I mean, obviously your, your jokes were about your boyfriend and, and what was that journey like for you? Then? Oh my God, Danny, that, that was the one and only show I ever talked about a boyfriend because oh. I came out when I was 18. And so everything sort of shifted. Oh, that's good. And I know a lot of comics, sometimes they have personas on stage and they, you know, we exaggerate stories. And I just made a decision really early on in my career. I'm like, I'm going to be out and this is what I'm going to do. And I think that audiences, when they can see a comics being inauthentic, will tear them apart. Completely. And so when I was standing on stage, just being like, this is who I am. If I could make them laugh early on, they didn't give a shit that I was a lesbian. But yeah. if I didn't, have a good show i was that lesbian that bombed but if i had yeah. a good show i was just a really fucking funny comic that's so right. it's unfortunate that that's the way and i think through the years it's gotten better but i've just always been out and i've performed and would my career be different if i'd stayed in the closet i actually don't care because this is where yeah. i'm supposed to be and i feel good about it yeah wouldn't it you know it, it wouldn't it would be terrible if uh, you know you can't you know, but it's also extra hard because women aren't funny and we oh, have to struggle with that Totally. Je- yeah, I mean, Jenny, I've heard you. We've gone on walks. You're the least yeah. funny person I've ever yeah, heard. Exactly. But you're Jenny really- Johnson is probably the funniest texter I've ever had the pleasure of having a texting relationship in my life. Oh my she is the fastest brain <laughs> on the planet. This is how I fell in love with yes. Jenny. In a, in a non, you know, I mean, you know, obviously partly sexual, but mostly non sexual way was because totally. she was she you know, yeah, she no, uh, by the way, Danny will tell people like how many times we'll hang out and Danny will go, when I look at Jenny. It's the only time I don't get hard. It's the only time I don't <laughs> announce it in front of a whole table of people. Because you're obviously gorgeous, but you just always felt like my sister. And like, I just like. That's you know, fair. My, yeah. my, no, we met Danny. We were like immediately family. Like it was. Could you weird. imagine no, if Danny was like, Jenny, you remind me of my sister and I have the hardest heart <laughs> on right now. That would be much. You're like my sister, but I don't want to fuck you. 
Yeah, um, exactly. That would be the least weird thing Danny's ever told me. So that's probably. probably no, of course. Funny. I mean, you know, it's no secret Jenny has an amazing rack. I mean, what, yeah. what, are, we, what are we talking about? I mean, she's it, always covered up in a sweatshirt. I get more action from Dewey than I do Jenny. So let me yeah. just tell you something. Yeah, just a couple drinks in her, and then it's like, holy cow, she's smuggling a couple of dwarfs. It's like yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> They're called little people, Danny. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, use the proper term, sir. I don't know. It's like you How? can't even say Eskimo anymore. <laughs> so, Dana, you're also, you're an actress as well. I am. Writer? I am now. The pandemic, holy shit, that took away everything we had and loved and our self-esteem and self-identity self -identity and all that other shit. But what it do, it did, it gave me time to write a pilot, so... Oh, that's yeah. amazing. And how, how, what was that experience like for you, especially doing it the first, you know? Oh, it's been, it's been great. It's been incredibly well received. I'm proud of what I've written. It's been, I've had several drafts um, since we've got a production company attached. We're looking to bring on another production company or director and then hopefully go sell the shit out of this thing. But I'm proud of what I've written. And it was nice to know that something that's always lived inside my chest that I was afraid to do that I'm really good at. Yeah. I'm really good at it. I find that with a lot. You of have people. more like self-esteem than Danny and I put together. No, well, no, I do not. It's only because I'm <laughs> in the company of you guys. It just makes me look that way. I wish we could have it reflected back at us because we're. Oh, I remember the first like pilot I wrote, and I had like a draft of it. And Danny, I was like, "I'm going to send this to you." I'm like, I was so afraid to hit send, like yeah. just to send it in. <laughs> with Danny and all his Emmys, goes, I'm terrified every single time. Like, I think I'm going to be found out. I'm a fraud, I, and it, that's going to be it. <laughs> like, I, 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 you know, I can't tell you how many hundreds of, it's in the hundreds of hours, of, probably, certainly over 100 hours of television I've written. And no, even this little last draft of something I wrote, it's like, oh, this is the one. They're going to discover it. They're going to find me out. <laughs> I know. It's so weird. It is weird. We put a lot, and it's also, they tell us, you know, you have to detach emotionally from what you put out there. And I'm like, have you met me? Like, I don't attach yeah. emotionally from anything, much less something that has been sitting and that I care about. But this has been sort of like an on-the-job training for me. It's happened very quickly because this, this is the first time I've written one, but I have an incredible team. And so even though every time, and you know this, you turn in the draft and you're like, fuck, there's, you know what, I know that that's not right. And they're going to tell me that that's not right. And then I have to not let it hurt my feelings and step yeah. back and rewrite it. So it's right. Or so that it works yeah. or so that it's funny. But what's been nice is every time I've gotten notes back, even though I've been like, Oh, when I, I sit back and I think I go, they're absolutely right. They know what they're doing, learn from them. And it's been a better draft every single time. Well, that's amazing. That doesn't always happen, but that's amazing. Like, yeah. the, the, you know, it's like the, for, as you like, as you move forward, what you, you you find is it's like it's finding that balance of like because you're going to get bad notes. And it's like yeah. and like I, I always say, like, nobody ever gets a pilot on the air taking every note right. and nobody gets a pilot on the air ignoring every note. It just doesn't That's happen. So really it's like, good. And, and so and, and so you're part, you know, you already have the voices in your head. So you're Yeah, you've uh, I think also, though, the the armor that you must have built up on stage already as a comic telling stories and doing that it does let you, you you already have like okay i have a resume that i can fall back on i know i'm i like no one's going to arbitrate funny with you you know what i totally. mean totally so that that's a big sense of comedy. absolutely i think the challenge for me and i don't know if you all have had this and jenny if you have but 
when you're writing a pilot, you're developing all kinds of different characters, but they're all still in your head. So how do you diversify the voices so they don't all sound like the same sense of humor? They don't all sound like the same person when you're writing without a writer's room yet, because when you have the writer's room, you've got these other voices with those experience and life experiences. But when they're coming from your own head and you're like, wait a minute, I've always talked about things first person. And now I have to write about their experiences in a way that doesn't sound like me. That was a lot of some of the learning. No, it's 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 pretty wild. It's, yeah, it, it is. It's, it's, it's fun it's, when it hits, though. We had a oh, table really read, is. and I was like, "Oh shit, that worked! That worked!" They're yeah. laughing at lines they're not delivering. That's awesome. Like it was good. Oh, I'm I'm so happy for you. You deserve yeah. it. That's I, one of the most special things is when you hear people reading your words and it works. Like it's crazy it's, fun. Like yeah. watching your, you know, it's like it's so really it's fun to have that immediate thing of like on you know on stage and have a joke work, but when you somebody else is doing your stuff yeah just really cool it does feel really good now so dana with what you do with human rights like i you have in the audience you always have like like fucking heavy hitters in the audience it's not like you just have strangers like i go to the comedy store and i don't know anyone you know (laughs) hey hey, hey, there's nothing wrong with being a starbucks barista yeah Yeah. (laughs) but i would prefer that i don't want to know anyone like i don't want to look out like you know yeah I remember Danny, like when we had um, Scott Kelly, you know, my astronaut buddy on the yeah. podcast and I headlined a show in Houston and him and his wife come and they set them front row. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, you put a fucking American hero, the guy that just did a year in space in the front row. So that's who I look at you, every time, you know, like that, like I, I couldn't get it out of my head for an hour. But every time you did like every week and you're doing these things and you're like, sharing the stage with Beto O'Rourke and you've got like all these people. Does that like freak you out? Well, I think it doesn't freak me out anymore. I think what I've, what I had for a lot of years and every once in a while creeps in is the imposter syndrome where you're like, do I belong at the table with these people? Right. But then when I come off the stage and I've had moments where like, I was going to go introduce myself to Molly Shannon and tell her how much I love the Saturday Night Live skit with, you know, with um, her and uh, Rosie O'Donnell and, and you know what I mean? Mary um, the Christmas one, yeah. Um, the little drummer boy when yes. it was yeah. oh, so so one. good. And so I I I'd done my job and I do my job well. I know that. And I was coming off waiting to talk to Molly Shannon, and she turned around and as I went to go open my mouth, she was like, "Oh my God, you were so fucking incredible!" Oh, and I'm like, yeah. "What is happening right now?" Like those are the moments where That's I'm like, no, "No, no, no, yeah." I came to compliment you, and for them to enjoy my work, laugh at my jokes. Yeah. Those sorts of things. It's one, it's just like, okay, I don't do what you do necessarily, but I do what I do as good as what you do. Yeah. And yeah. so we can respect each other's crafts and respect each other's talents in that space. Uh, yeah. um, I've met some people that they say, don't ever meet your heroes, but yeah. I've met some people where I'm like, wasn't disappointed. Like, I also lose my mind sometimes like I need a handler like I kissed Meryl Streep on the on the cheek and told her what an amazing ally she was and I'm like what is wrong I'm surprised I wasn't arrested it was Meryl fucking Streep for god's sake like I'm surprised one of her bouncers wasn't like tackle her right um so sometimes I lose that space of wait I'm I'm part of the program I'm part right. of the yeah you're like you're, you're, yeah 
Yeah, you're weird. You're weirdly like, oh, I slipped into this club and no one's there. But like, no, that you know, and you don't want to take if somebody's enjoying you, you don't want to take that away from them either. Totally, and it's the same thing, Danny, as you saying, I hope this isn't the script they find out that I don't yeah. belong here. I'm and like, you know, it, to the don't meet your heroes thing. I mean, I think that's true most of the time, except like you know, obviously, I idolize Scott Bayo, and and then meeting him <laughs> was so. I, I mean, a bit of a letdown. Tell you I mean, about my, it's like, probably, we can switch, we can swap stories about <laughs> Kurt Cameron. And when I met oh. him, oh, and, and uh, Schroeder, Ricky Schroeder. Oh, Rick Schroeder. Oh my God. What's yeah, their hearts? What happened? Oh God. I remember like when I was in college, I thought Antonio Sabato Jr. was just smoking hot in his Calvin Klein ads. And now I'm like, the fuck is wrong with Antonio Sabato Jr.? It is, I, I, there, I, listen, luckily the numbers aren't high, but there's definitely a few of our child stars that went off the deep end. And I don't know how that happens, but maybe it well, just Mr. comes along Mr. With, Cosby was uh, pretty much a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Little bit. Well, bit what, did he, what, what, did, what did he do? He got, he just <laughs> loves women. It was just the love of women and pharmaceuticals. I think yeah, he had a pharmaceutical good. problem. Yeah. He was a rape. <laughs> um, who was a person that you met while doing everything that you were like the most like, oh man, like, I can't believe I just met this person and talked to someone and like. Um, trying to think back recently. Sigourney, Who was your Scott Bayo, basically? So that's fair. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, um, that's, I was going to say Sigourney Weaver, meeting Sigourney Weaver in New York was a little bit like taken aback by that. Definitely Meryl Streep. And oh, that this is, I don't know why I'm, I'm stuck here. It, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, like yeah. meeting Joe Biden. And this was between the vice president and the presidency. Um, he was speaking at, at one of the, the, the galas and I met him backstage and I said, you know, you probably don't remember me from a few years ago. And he goes, of course I do, Dana. And I was like, wow. <laughs> and this thing about Joe Biden, no matter where you sit on the political spectrum yeah. and people like to talk about, oh, he's touchy feely and all of these things. He is touchy feely. And I'll tell you exactly why yeah. I think he is. Joe Biden has had a tremendous amount of loss in his life. He lost his first wife and a child. He lost another son. He has lost people that he deeply cared for. And so when he connects with another human being, he holds them close and he shows them, I see you and I want you to know that I see you. Yeah. And if you've ever actually met him, you would feel that. And okay. so I have a picture with him I'm very proud of. Um, and then meeting Kamala, who is absolutely stunning in person and just a, a powerful human yeah. being, um, meeting those two. I met Cory Booker the same night because they were all still running for president in oh, 2020. Yeah. And Cory Booker's like a kindergarten father. Like he takes the camera and he does his own selfie and it's really close to his face and he's adorable. Um, there's just some really good people out there that when you strip away the celebrity and you strip away the politician, they actually are really solid, good human beings. And there's no difference between you and them in that moment. Yeah, I, I, it is nice to have that veneer. I mean, you know, there's obviously the people we dislike, you know, you sort of wonder like, where is that person you once were? Like, how did you get, you know, you look at, how are you so at ease with lying or having no yes. shit? And, and yeah. how do you do that that easily? It's almost like when you see these like movies with like the villains and they try to do a backstory of how that person yeah. got to like, yeah. that's what it feels <laughs> like. Where it's like when Cruella, I love that movie, but it's like, how did Cruella become Cruella? Well, let's dig deep and let's see like how the Joker became the, you know, like how did these people, did they go in being dirty? No, it's I like, know. You know, I, I think about like, I think about like Ted Cruz, was he bitten by like a radioactive worm? Oh. Like, you know, it's like, I mean, 
it, it's like how does it's it a good question. have you heard about uh, craig mazin talk about them being roommates oh it's the best hell no story. oh craig mazin it's the funniest thing he's i like, think just... i've i've seen his tweets or stories but i've never actually heard him talk about this oh, oh my god i was at a dinner one time like craig was sitting next to me and he's like oh i just laid in my bed he's just staring in the mirror practicing his fucking debate speeches i was like shut the fuck up ted like, <laughs> like <laughs> go like some porn ted knock it off like god you fucking loser just fucking pass out like oh my i can't even imagine those two but like was Ted Cruz? I mean, Ted Cruz is a pussy. Like, I think we could all. Yeah. Okay. I think we're all in that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what do you mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I also think like, you know, what is it? Tabula rasa, where you're supposed to have this clean slate when you're born. I think some people are just fucking born evil. Like, I know there's a lot of nature nurture and a lot can change, but I think there's these people like Donald who is just oh. didn't have, he is, he was going to be a sociopath from day one because of who his parents were, because yeah. of how he was brought into the world. And I don't think there's any saving those people. And I think a lot of them are on the, in the Republican party in Congress right now. We've seen it, Ted Cruz and right. Marta Taylor Greene. I mean, whatever happened to these oh people, God. there's no turning back. No, I always like look and I think about like when I was a kid and I would get like a figurine. I loved getting like He-Man toy, whatever, and you yeah. pull them out of the package and sometimes one's fucked up, you know, like <laughs> the, the, the guns work backwards. Like, yeah. yeah, they came out of the package fucked up. So there's no fixing it. It's like you're trying to like make it work, but it's just, it's. I don't believe like, this. So like, like, like not, it's just a weird segue to go to my own children after <laughs> after talking about these. You know, but like, I, I, you know, I, my, we had twins and they were immediately different people yeah. like it was like raise them exactly the same way weirdly in the womb one of them was kind of doing backflips the littler one and we knew oh that's our, and she became the gymnast and then one was really chill and she's more and it was like i had you know i wasn't nurturing anything while it was in the womb i barely touched my wife um so um, <laughs> except that one time it was that just one, one time, time. <laughs> accidentally um <laughs> So, uh, uh, but yeah, no, so I, I, was it is humbling to when when you see it's like oh yeah you come I mean you can you can definitely improve somebody and you can really make them worse absolutely hundred percent but, uh, yeah. but it's funny like if people talk about you know homosexuality being a choice well if you have twins one of them just decided that they were going to be gay and the other one decided not well, that's literally what happened life yeah yeah one of them what you know what you know what I have yeah I have a gay twin I mean you know and then I have one that doesn't make Jesus cry so it's like it's nice <laughs> that I have. Um, <laughs> You have the one that you love and then the other one. Yeah, well, the one that's okay. ashamed of my family. Yeah, yeah, well, I make my Jewish mom disappointed in me not because I'm a, a lesbian, it's because I'm not a doctor. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, work with, I was working with this on this animated show with this Asian uh, a writer, he's gay, and I was talking about that with his parents and, you know, first generation Korean. And it's like, it was, telling them I was gay was easy. Telling them I'm engaged to a white guy that's what's hard he meant it, <laughs> it was like a jewish one. mother my mom saw one of my earlier shows and um i was telling jokes about sex toys and you know, sex and, yeah. and our family and all this other really dirty stuff yeah. and she comes up to me afterwards and she goes dana and i was like oh god here we go i loved your show did you have to say i was 63 on stage oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was it that's what she cared about I do that to my mom all the time when she turned 80 and I was like, so my mom's 80. She told me not to tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, ooh, the people without eyes. Like, I think everyone fucking can yeah, look. Yeah. <laughs> not, I'll, I won't tell it at the show for the school for the blind, but everyone else I'm going to tell. Yeah. <laughs>
it's really funny. Oh my God. Oh, is it time for us to segue into? Um... I haven't gotten the alert to segue yet, and oh. I had a great one all lined up. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to segue into time. it because now it's been ruined. But no, what we're going to do? Okay, is... let's. Yeah. So okay. talk talk about something and watch me do it. Here we go. Okay, so Danny, you know how I have amazing tits. You do. Yep. You do. Yeah. No, and you know what's? And I love amazing tits, but you know what I like even more? Amazing okay. tips, sports tips. Ooh, that is. Look at that. Like this message from our amazing sponsor, betonline.com. Yeah. And Danny, give it to me, but just the tip. Yeah. There. Oh my God. We have a new fucking catchphrase for them. They'll never take it. Um, <laughs> we will be back right after this ad. Doing It Nation, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including dot, dot, dot. This year's NBA Finals, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball scores, all the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information. From live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Oh, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50, CLNS50 to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online dash where the game starts! Exclamation point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, we nailed that in one take. Shit. What did you? Okay, we're we're, we're into it. We're just it's a lot. We're smoothly going right back into it. Look at us go. Look at that. Holy just smooth sailing. We're, we're it smooth was good sailing. for me. I mean, it was good for me. The tip was good for me. That's oh, all man. I ever need. It's all Ooh. I ever need. We right. ease it in. That's right. Ever so, ever so gently. Line. Conversion therapy happening right here. <laughs> yep. This is how. This is how we do it. <laughs> so, what do you have in front of you right now? What's this summer for you, Dana? Oh, I don't want to brag, but I'm awesome changes you're making in the world. (laughs) You're going to get the cruise ship diarrhea. All right. Awesome. Oh yeah. I'm just going for the norovirus. That's what I'm in for. (laughs) What Um, kind of cruise? Yeah. It's a, it's a, well, it's a, it's a, it's a straight cruise, but there's a, a group of LGBTQ people and their allies going as part of our family. So that's a Rosie O'Donnell's old company. It's owned by Kelly Carpenter, a wonderful woman. Um, so that's what I'm doing. And while I cough, Jenny's going to tell me her next gig. And then I'm going to come back into it. Uh, oh, I can tell everyone about uh, Loodle. Oh, tell me about Loodle. You know how everyone loves Wordle. Yeah. Why not play Loodle? That's the same thing, except with dirty words. And, and how did you get that job, Jenny? I just want to tell the listeners. <laughs> I, Dana actually informed me that there was this thing called Loodle. And I ended up posting about it and then became a part of Team Loodle. How's Team Loodle doing, by the way? Oh my God, we're like 15 million players. We're about to have. We're about to have a free app. We've got some like possibly a board game and shit. There's a lot of dirty motherfuckers out there. Yeah. Have you you done pussy yet? Pussy was like the third word, I think. I think that the first word was boner, and then penis and pussy. But 
Okay. So I have a church gig coming up at the end of the week. <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> Thank You're going to be in Salt Lake City with Mormon. Yeah. I'll be in Salt Lake City. Um, I have a cruise coming up with our family. It's a small group. They bring on a main ship, but I've got a long show. And then um, there's a, a, a Broadway singer who's incredible named Ann Steele. And her oh. pianist, Will, uh, has a piano night. So that's next week. And then the week after that, I have a riverboat in France. I know it sounds like I'm bragging. Um, oh, and then I come back and go directly to Dallas for a Lambda Legal Gala. And if you're not familiar with Lambda Legal, if you're one of the listeners to the podcast, it's basically the organization that fights for LGBTQ laws. So I'm going down to Texas. So all these laws that are hurting our trans and non-binary community and our LGBTQ community and the people of color and our black community, uh, Lambda Legal does a lot of pro bono cases and sues Greg Abbott, the state of Texas, and they need some fundraising. So I hosted a gala for them in New York, raised about $450,000 and I'm hoping I can do the same down in Texas. And then I head to San Diego for an HRC gala. And then I've got another cruise and that takes me to the end of August. Oh, that's just till August? Yeah. That's bananas. It is bananas, Danny. Actually, the next two two months is going to be crazy pants travel, but I'm grateful. I mean, you all know this, like when the pandemic hit, when I, I right before the pandemic hit, I remember saying out loud, man, I could use a break. And then the pandemic (laughs) hit and I was like, this is not at all what I meant. Not at all what we meant. Yeah. Do me a favor, don't wish for another break. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when Danny right. and I were in, uh, when we were in DC, it was right before the pandemic. Like we were at the DC Improv, mm-hmm. and yeah. we, Danny and I, performed. And right. That was the last week, and they were open. Then everything shut down, and the whole yeah, time we, we like, flew home, and then Tom Hanks had got COVID. Right. Yeah, exactly. and then that was it. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> so funny, Danny, because that is exactly how everything. Like, if it had been Kevin Bacon, we'd all be fucked because you That's know, like joke. Was, yeah. Oh. I, 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 I want to tell you this. I I was driving down the 405 when I heard Tom Hanks had it and it was and it was going on. And within like minutes of it, this joke, and I pulled over to the road so I could be first because I knew that I would not be the first person, but I I think I'm the first guy. So yes. We did great minds, great minds. Did you tweet we it right? Did it. We, we we can man. You're adorable. We should all go on the road. Let's get this threesome going. Let's take it on the road. Company episode I've been looking for. Absolutely. Come and knock on our door. Yes. I mean, I've been waiting for. um, (laughs) Which one is anyway? Yeah. yeah, So that's my schedule, and we're going to keep working on the pilot and to get that out. And uh, Ginny knows every Thursday, if someone wants to hear me on Stephanie Miller on Sirius XM 127, Uh I do radio from eight to nine every morning Pacific time, and. if you want to keep hearing my voice in your ear, I'm also the co-host of The Daily Beans with Allison Gill, and you can find that anywhere podcasts are offered. So that's basically what my schedule is for the next foreseeable future. We're going to link all of that stuff. Yes, and awesome. I love Stephanie Miller. I've done her show a couple times. She's there. great, isn't she? I guess she's great energy. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I love that we're all on the same. Like, I, I didn't know going in, I didn't even want to ask because I don't care about the political stance on the podcast because I don't feel like yeah. that was it about. But it's nice to know that we're all on the right side of things, literally on the left, but on the right side of things. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it, it, it's now not politics. It's like- No, it's morals. It, 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 it's, yeah. just, it's just morals. I can argue about like supply side. I can order about that and all that. I can disagree with it vehemently. What we're talking about right now is yeah. reality, science, morals, 
are you in are you giving people rights or are you taking away rights um 100%. shooting people lazy yeah. it's all just evil so yeah. it's just basic human rights you know like yeah. just but well said it's uh, ah, that's okay. what i love saying and we know we've seen the meme we don't have a difference of political opinion we have a difference of moral values and that i can't uh, i can't meet you in the gray area there there's no gray and area I, i'm not interested in i here's the thing like i know what that side thinks and feels it's not like they're so quiet. I don't need another think piece in the New York Times going like, oh, and what are they, you know, but this is what's going on. No, we know what they're saying. It's just that they've been, they've been brainwashed and, they're Absolutely. Cult, and they've, they, they've had their hate and ignorance weaponized. That, um, and they call themselves the silent majority. I'm like, they're neither silent hysterical. or majority. They won't <laughs> show yeah. the up and there's not as many of idiots. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I, that's, I, me calling myself the waif. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The, you know, the hirsute wave. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I uh, know. Uh, well, we're at that point in the show. Let's talk to lighter things where we talk about some of the stuff we've been watching. Yes. Um, what, so, so, Dana, tell us, what are some of the things you've been enjoying? So, Danny, I got to tell you, I avoided it for two and a half years, and then I got the Rona about three, three weeks ago, and it took me down, but I watched the entire last season of Ozark and the entire last season of the Umbrella Academy in two days. Um, and those were both phenomenal. If you like yeah. those sorts of things. Um, I got, I haven't started the new season of the Umbrella Academy. So yeah. good. Oh, I, I plowed they, through it. I fucking loved it. Jenny, didn't they handle Victor's transition brilliantly? It was beautiful. Like it was just perfect. Okay. It, no was, it wasn't really too much. Not. It wasn't not enough. It was just perfect. perfect. I'm so proud Excited. of Elliot. I'm so yeah. proud of Elliot Page. Gotcha. Unbelievable. So proud yeah. of him. He's so handsome and ugh. I love it. Um, the real deal. I watched uh, The Hustle with um, Adam Sandler Tifa and Adam Sandler. Yeah. And I have to say, I love Adam Sandler in, in serious roles. I think he's a great actor. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the most tense movie of all time was he was great. Um, what was the, 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 um, the Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. <laughs> I still get a panic attack over that movie. But yeah. I never watched that because that's what everyone said. Oh, it's, like, it's the anxiety, and I'm like, dude, I've already have way too much anxiety during the. Pandemic. I also like, call my Catholic straight male male friends uncut gems, and so oh. <laughs> the oh. Catholic ones, the Jewish ones, very cut. Oh. They're yeah. very, oh, very cut. cut. A nice, a nice, nice person cut on me. They're just Absolutely. gems. But they're again, just the tip. Just yeah. the tip. Thank God. <laughs> um, Jenny, what about you? What have you been watching? Oh, so Umbrella Academy for sure. I watched, uh, went through all of Stranger Things and those kids oh. are now like on Medicare. Like, no. <laughs> I can't believe that many years went by. I was like, these kids, no. I didn't even recognize Millie Bobby Brown. I thought it was uh, Winona Ryder. For that, that's funny and it's true. Yeah, it's true. Um, and what else did I just watch? Umbrella Academy, Stranger Things. And oh, I finally finished the second season of The Morning Show. Ooh, I love the first season. Love the first season. The second season. It was really thumbs down. I did not enjoy it. I was like, what happened? Like I've of, heard this from others as well. Yeah, like, there were, the storylines were just like each episode was over an hour long. They could have been 30 minutes. It was like they were just yeah, stretching it. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. It's funny when you talk about the kids and Stranger Things growing up, because I feel like I experienced the same thing with Harry Potter. Like I was like, <laughs> whoa, like they should have started with like Fuzzy Potter and now they're Harry Potter because <laughs> they've, grown in, they've grown into like past puberty where we had some fuzz. Now they're Harry Potter. Um, yeah. But it's watching those kids too, the one on Stranger Things with his cute lips and his lisp. Oh, and <laughs> teeth. Oh, I, I can't. Justin, he's my favorite character. So I think. cute. Oh. Absolutely so cute. So, so and cute. then I finally watched that... Um, 
Oh, I watched Top Gun. I went and saw that. I heard that was phenomenal. Amazing. Is it good? I see. I, okay, so I did not like the first one. Oh. oh. Um, I know heresy, but what, what I like, I've heard I might there like. There was that. no singing and dancing, so you didn't. No, I just, it, it was like, there's so many ridiculous things in that first movie. There's like a yeah. scene that takes place in an elevator that's like three minutes long. This building must be like three Burj Khalifas <laughs> tall. And it's like a small <laughs> office building. And no one thought, there's just little things like that, but go on. Okay, I will tell you that in this, in this new Top Gun, Miles Teller plays Goose's son. Oh. Okay, now this is what gets me. That movie came out in like 1986. Mm-hmm. Okay. They Miles Teller is playing. Okay, in that movie, that kid is like eight, nine years old uh-huh. in nineteen eighty six. So in twenty twenty two, he's in his twenties. Wait, that doesn't that math doesn't. Yeah. Make sense. <laughs> doesn't no, add in my face, I was like, wait, what? What? Yeah, I'm like, wait, math. that does the math. That kid should be my age, not um, <laughs> in, in his twenties. So like, yeah, there was a little things like that, but it was like a all over like it was funny it was dramatic it had a little sad like it oh it was well, fine well, i liked it have you guys not that i'm hosting the i'm like hey here's a question for you have you guys uh, have you guys gonna do it i'm taking over um new comedy specials from our car colleagues that you've enjoyed have you watched any new specials on netflix from our colleagues and people that have been on the show that you were like nailed it well, I mean, there've been a few. I mean, I really did love um, uh, uh, Rathaniel, that the, the, um, the thing that um, Gerard did. I thought that was a oh, very. Oh yeah. That was like it wasn't. You know, it's not like wasn't laugh out loud funny, but it was like I thought it was. I thought it was very. I thought it was. I don't know. I was. I was. I was kind of riveted. What else have I watched? Um, I would say Ali Wong and Taylor Tomlinson. Hey, I was so proud yeah, of Taylor so and her new special. Yeah. It was raw she and vulnerable, was... and she pulled off that material so well. I, her and I ended up doing a show at the comedy store, like right after I watched it. And she went on first and I went on after her. And I was like, God, I look like Taylor's fucking like <laughs> sassy aunt or something. <laughs> like We're both wearing like black leather jackets. I was like, I look like it's her child. Before and after. We're just having a before and after make a wish foundation set. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Taylor, like, this, this is, is your future, I girl. Fucking get ready. Like this is, what, <laughs> this is what's in front of you. That's right. This is an, it doesn't get better video. Yeah. <laughs> we don't <laughs> go downhill from here. <laughs> It's all downhill. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some what about you, Danny? What have you seen? What have I been enjoying? I've really, I just, I love The Boys on Amazon. Oh, oh fuck. So I forgot to say good. that. The Boys and also Only Murders, I meant to say. Yes. I haven't seen the new season yet of Only Murders. But The Boys is just the boys like, is fucking they awesome. actually sang Imagine on it the other, you know. the. Did the they, they did they, that whole fucking thing. There was, there, was, there, there, some, there, there was some violence in a New Jersey uh, suburb with one of the uh, superheroes. It was really playing off racist cop. And a bunch of celebrities and superheroes sang Imagine. Like, and they got Patton Oswalt to do it. And, oh, yeah. It was like Ashton Kutcher and Mila no, Kunis really, all of a sudden swooped in. They just had these like crazy. It was just it's like, like the superhero version of We Are the World. It, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but it's like, it's just, it's just so smart. I've also, um, I'm so, I've been watching, I didn't realize the new season was out, but um, it's such a funny show. It's such a small, but Wellington Paranormal, that Jermaine Clement show. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's New Zealand, it's on HBO Max. It features two of the, two of the um, um, uh, Kiwi cops who were in the movie version of what we do in the shadows. And right. they, they build it out to what, all of this paranormal stuff going on. And it's just so funny and dry. I just like really been enjoying that. 
Did I talk about this? I don't know if I we talked. Did we see the movie? Talk about the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once? No, I haven't seen no, it yet. But I haven't seen it really. yet. Okay. Amazing. I love this movie. <laughs> so Quest your pearls. Okay. You did. I mean, this movie, I've seen it twice. It's like, it's, it's, uh, I'll, and I'll see it again. It's really something special. Danny, let's go. I haven't seen it, although the movie. Why don't we go? Let's the three let's of us right go now. to the movies when I get back from Alaska. Right. <laughs> Wait, where are you? I'm going to Alaska on Friday. Sure. Oh my God. It's like, where? Oh, you, you mean where do I live? Yeah. Oh, I'm in Los Angeles. You are. We'll hang out. But I, yeah. I, was, I wasn't playing Where in the World is Matt Lauer. That, yeah. You were like, where are you? I was like, uh, Curson? What, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> no, I'm going blind. Where, where is everybody? Is it <laughs> yeah, so I think those are the things I've been watching that I, that I have been enjoying. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting, watching Westworld again. It's a little all over the place. I'm totally yeah. Settled. I'm excited for the new season of What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, I can't wait. I and that's cannot fucking up. wait for that. It's so good. Um, well, can I just say that yes. um, Dana, Danny, everything and more, I can't listen to Jenny talk about you anymore. Yeah. And so I finally got to meet you. Thank God. She, you know, it's like, yeah, honestly, it's- It's, it's why no, I agree. You lived up to the hype, right? To come to the show. You, you lived <laughs> up to the hype and then some. I love it. And by the way, even if you sucked, I'd be very encouraging, but Thank I wouldn't you. be disencouraging. <laughs> Good, good. Everything that you can go back and listen to I stuff. didn't grow up with. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. No, and I, she obviously sings your praises. Yeah. I'm so happy to meet you. She loves and adores you. Yeah. And it, she talks about you all the time. So this is a pleasure for me yeah. as well. Yes. Yeah. And now y'all can say a bunch of nice things about me. And Jenny, let's talk about your tits. Yeah. Um, Fantastic. And Jenny is like, um, I like your glasses. Anyway, I mean, that's you're very nice. Tonight. The bandana. I also like your no fuck. Is it to say no fucks given? Oh yeah, it does. There I didn't you go. I, I just thought it said this. no fucks. Uh, no, this was actually a um, a gift from Shooter. Nice. Oh, <laughs> I here. I text. saw this and thought of you. I, like, uh, I text you. I went to Brandy Carlisle a couple last week, and that was my COVID breakout. And Shooter came on stage to play the piano. I text you immediately. I was like, yeah. your buddy just came up. He's the greatest. He's he's so freaking talented. My he's God, so talented and so sweet. It's he's like the sweetest guy. Like, like he's it's such a nice guy. Ridiculous how sweet that guy is. But anyway, speaking, you're you you're sweet, Jenny. You're, you're sweet, guy. Yeah. Our wonderful producer. You're Super sweet. sweet, guy. Do you I've have heard? anything you want to add to, to this? Yeah, no, it was perfect. And I, but I do second everybody on the boys. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, guy, did you see everything everywhere all at once? I have not. Fuck guys. Yeah, I know. Um, but Dana, before we end this, we're gonna take like we'll say bye, then we're gonna take a picture. So don't sounds good. Don't go, go away. Up. So so we're gonna say goodbye to the audience to do it at Nation in like one second. But you're gonna stick around. I'm yeah. staying. We can just yeah. all and, night. And this I is a little glimpse behind the curtain doing it Nation of how it all works. I love it. I got. <laughs> I still have a little tequila in my glass, so I'm not going yeah. anywhere. Uh, and 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 to our audience. Look, without you, I'm just a really successful guy with five Emmy Awards. <laughs> so, but as far as the podcast goes, couldn't do it without you. We love oh, you. Danny, love you. And I love you, Jenny. And I love you and both. And we'll You're... see you next week. All right. Thank you, Dana. Thank you, Do It Nation. Bye.